Hey guys, and welcome back to my fanfic readings. This is going to be the last chapter that I will read for this story, just because um, the chapter after that is kind of an alternative ending and it gets much more sexual, and I just didn't want to go there. Just at least not today. So for now, you can call this the last chapter. And uh, I thank you guys for joining me, and I hope you enjoy. Alright? <laughs> Let's get started. She Who Owned a God, Chapter 3 A Story Retold. Gonyo! I muttered while trying to make my way to the dark hall. Do they even have a light switch here? I walked quickly, hoping not to trip and slam my face into a wall when I saw a slight light glowing in the distance. Where is she? A voice rumbled, sounding from a distance, making the ground shake, dust falling over my head, my blood running cold. Somebody find her! I'm Hangamatar, <laughs> not ready for this. I ran towards the light, almost stumbling down the stairs, holding onto the walls. I made my way down the flights of stone steps. My fingers were cold against the walls, when finally I make it down and grab a torch. No way I'm running in the dark again. A bit more carefully, I walked along the swirled walls, keeping myself as small as possible when I saw iron bars on the left side. Curiously, I picked through the bars to see a pale yellow room with a wall of fish that glowed in dark blue waters. Oh, this is pretty secluded. I walked towards the bars, seeing someone in a plain wooden chair with red Delilahs blooming from their feet. They littered the floor in a circle, yet their eyes were strangely covered, with a ribbon leaving only their nose and lips exposed. Curled white hair fell around his ears, and a cape covered half of his chest and curved the back of his skinny waist, with a boulder sitting on his lap. Hello? The person said it sounded like a young man with a heavy Greek accent. I froze and stopped breathing. Maybe he would forget me. Please help me. His voice cracked. Fuck. Do I even help him? Maybe he's dead all. It's already dead. What is this gonna do for me? I took a step back. No, no, not a monster. Oh, I breathed again. Shh, I whispered. Who are you? It's Goju Satoru. Poor Pythagoras, whatever you want to call me. Just help me get out of this chair before I forget again. Forget again? Oh, mm, fuck it. Running towards the door, I pulled on it, thinking it would be locked, but to my surprise, it wasn't. Running inside, I pushed the boulder off of him and pulled him up from the chair. His body leaned on mine as I tried to remove his blindfold. He seemed very weak, but his hands held onto the back of my sweater, almost afraid to let go. The ribbon fell onto the floor and he opened his eyes. They were as blue as the glowing fish. It turquoise so bright it reveled the sky. I'm sorry, it'll take me a while to get my head out of this fog. May I know my savior's name? I realized this is the first time anyone has bothered to ask. Been through hell and back, 
and nobody has cared. It's Estefania, but you can call me Nina. But we need to start walking. Do you know how to get out of here? The last thing I remember is walking straight to the right and going up the spiral staircases. Well, it's a start. I let his arm fall over my shoulder. I put my free arm around his waist. We both walk out the door. Sounds of dogs howled above. Ugh, no. This is not what I need now. Running to the floor with my slippers flip-flopping around and kick him off, throwing him in another direction. Gojo's feet dried along my side, my heart beat in my ears when the beige staircase came into view. Yes, finally, let's go! Feet pounded on the stairs as I climbed. Gojo slowly began to walk, unwinding his arm from my shoulder. He interlocked his hands with mine. I'm feeling better now, so let me help you. <sighs> Good. I huffed, feeling the exhaustion get to me. He pulled ahead, running towards the end. His hand pulling me forward when the door burst open. A massive 15-foot, three-headed dog barked ferociously, making my body freeze in place. Gojo stood beside me, also stopped cold in his tracks. The three-headed dog stopped barking and set its three heads facing towards us. It's you again. It's always you. You just cannot leave her alone. Can you? A demonic voice yelled. For a second I considered that it could be the dog talking to us, but none of its mouth ever opened. Sending your dogs to scare me. Gojo yelled, the veins in his neck pulsing. Monster, and that's why you're here in the fucking first place. This felt a little too personal. A conversation that I shouldn't be privy to, so I found myself slowly retreating, taking steps backwards at a time. One of the dogs had noticed me, but as long as it didn't bark, I continued, moving even slower, making sure I didn't make any noise. The soles of my feet felt tingling, and my hand slowly sliding down the rail. The demonic voice became louder and the stairs began shifting ever so slightly. I'm better for her than you'll ever be, and that's what hurts you deep inside. You'll never be good enough for her, and I'll always be better than you. Gojo's hands balled into fist. A dark, evil laugh emanated from behind the dog. She never loved you. She never wanted you. You just wanted to have her. To mold her into what you thought she should be and not the actual person she was. You're mad that she's corrupted just like me. A figure stepped forth that took the breath of my lungs. My lips parted when I saw his body. A giant, strong, barely covered, if not for a white robe with a midnight blue waist sash, wide shoulders and a trim waist, strong hips that led to muscular calves and thighs, another set of arms by his torso that he held to a staff, a crown of horns that sat on top of black hair fading into a pink that fell past his neck. His face half covered what seemed like half of a mask, his other side set with two eyes, one regular eye 
with red irises and other smaller with gold. His gold eyes set on me and his lips pointed into a smile. It was already sharp diamond face. The man who clearly had to be the famous king of hell said, ignoring Gojo as he screamed profanities at him, all he continued to do was wink at me. I wanted to move back, but I felt conflicted. Something about him attracted me. I wanted to touch, to smell, to rub my hands over his body. And something inside me said he wouldn't mind, convinced that he would unravel at my touch. <laughs> Where did that thought come from? That's not like me at all. Unsure what to do, I stayed still. But it didn't matter as the giant walked down the stairs. Gojo got in his way without a second thought. One of his arms grabbed Gojo's tunic and pulled him over the railing. I gasped, looking at his body falling straight down. Gojo's body hit the floor with a thud. The King of Hell said with a big awkward smile that didn't see his face. Two of his arms extended, but I stepped back, missing a step. My balance all but flew out of the way as I felt myself fall. My breath caught in my lungs and my mind prepared for the fall. The man pulled me into him, my head colliding with the softness of his chest. Hang on there, be careful. I just got you back and I don't need you reincarnated again. Gojo! You, I said as one of his hands covered my mouth. I must you be so cruel. I haven't seen you in a millennium. And this is the first words that you say to me. Gojo, the traitor, the reason that we've been apart. His voice became so full of anger and hurt. I muttered through his hand. And I guess he couldn't understand me so he removed it from my face. Yo, you killed him! He rolled his eyes. It's gonna take a lot more than that to kill one of Sis's offspring. Look at him, Walker. My head looked down at the floor, seeing Gojo rubbing his head. See? Now come, my queen. I've missed you more than anything in this world. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I say, trying to push him back. I, I don't know you. His red eyes lowered to the ground. Don't worry. You'll remember Super Stephanie. I know how to break this curse. He held me in his arms, not allowing my feet to touch the ground. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I also knew fighting him wouldn't work out well. Even if I changed to the next 10 years and all the fucking fighting smells available. I let him carry me off through the winding halls and up the stairs. I lost my way pretty easily. A set of white doors opened and I found myself in a gigantic house with an indoor pool on the ground and it had columns extending from the room and beyond that to the bed the size of my regular room with pillows so plenty I could drown in them. I mean, no. The truth is, I had you kidnapped. Yes, I am the king of the underworld. I go by so many names. Hades, Pluto, Sakuna, the devil, king of curses, and so much more. He said as he walked across a small bridge to the bed. You were free, a little goddess of fertility and renewal, of all living things, and you took my breath away, just then as you do now. But I knew your mother Demeter would never approve of us, 
So one day as we traverse upon the borderlands, making things below as, you know, you always like to do, I appear to you in a more mortal you know, or, you know, human form. He placed me gently on his bed as he sat on my right side, taking my feet into his hands, massaging me with great care. I began the process of getting to know you, and so for every day for an hour we would meet up in the right forest, where we knew it would be easier to be shielded from the gods and watchful eyes. Eventually I asked for your hand in marriage and you agreed. I asked Zeus and he blessed our marriage. But when we went to ask for your mother's blessing, <laughs> that didn't go well. She refused and wouldn't allow him to see, him see me. She kept you chained up in your house above the clouds, so I couldn't even gaze upon your beautiful face. His story didn't sound like me, but it could have been another version of me. When I was busy making plans with Zeus to break you out, you would already made your way to the underworld. And like a curious little thing that you were, you surprised me by doorstep. <laughs> that made you giggle. It was a little bit more badass. My eyes opened up to look at this mysteriously handsome face. His eyes looking straight into mine. I wasn't, but I was impressed. And even more so when you insisted we got married that very same night. And how did I say no? He said with a smile. We did it. And when your mother tried to burst into my gates a week after, and I refused to let you go. We had to make our way to course of the gods and you know, as we were married, we could not legally be separated. But your mother is your mother. And being the guys of agriculture, she just plunged the world to fucking famine, starving out humans and animals alike. You were all worried when you came up with a plan and you set of pomegranate seeds in my hands and each one is one month with me. Hecate bore witness to all of it. And when the gods came to force you back, we made an agreement that five months out of the year, you would be returning to the world above. And those cold ones, you'd be with me. He said that he laid his head on my stomach, placing kisses throughout my sweater. Slowly he removed it, lowering the zipper. It was hard. Being without you, but somehow we made it work. And eons went that way until he caught the fucking eye of Gojo. I'm not sure how it happened, but it's one of those times where you were with your mother. Gojo came on to you knowing you were married, knowing you were mine. Of course, your mother fed him delusions of the budding romance between you and he wanted it himself. He took off your sweater, putting it on a pillow my next to my back. The day of your return, he set you up using anatomy by Hephaestus. He trapped you and forced you out of here, but Toji and I managed to stop him and his little fucking friend. So we decided that the method of punishment was that room. That's why he's there. Oh, well that makes sense why you guys are so upset. Yes, well, forget about him. All I care about now is you. Wait, if you if I am who you say I am, then why do I remember any of that? That's why. 
it, we got to send a little bit of a theme here. I love the year 1900s. You went back to your mom and you never came back. When Zeus went to get you back, you had disappeared without a trace and nobody could find you, not even your mother. You had questioned her and she said she didn't know. But as long as it kept me away from you, she would make peace with it. That's fucking terrible. But Zeus had a torture for 40 years before she finally admitted what she's done. She had been for the help of Kronos and together they hatched a plan to make your body mortal, but keep her soul the same. So every once in a while, Go through a different lifetime, come back in a different body of the living, never touching the underworld. Though, every time I really, really know who you were, or not even how to find you, I had to go to an oracle and ask the help of Hecate again. And that's when we came up with a plan on how to stop the curse. But we kept having trouble finding you. Sometimes we did, and when we told you you were in power, you said to manifest on it, to meet it with reactivate for killing you, or having some freak accident happen. So finally, when we were able to find you in this life, I sent an agent of death to collect you here at first. So you are free to manifest your powers here safely and become the goddess that you actually are. Hades passing me the pomegranate. Eat this. It has been blessed and will help you remember on your own. He split it with his hands and I took my first bite, my body tingling all over, as if my skin was itching. A fog came over my mind. Sleep now and wake as good as new. Alright, and that was the end. That was uh, chapter 3. Technically there's a chapter 4, but as I said before, um, it's a little sexual, so I feel not the need to read it out loud. But if you are curious, you can feel free to look it up. The chapter will be linked down below. And I hope that you guys have had fun and enjoyed this fun little ride with me. Thank you. Bye.